Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, June 11th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, resentment is brewing among House Democrats ahead of their return to Washington Monday. Number two, the newest infrastructure framework. And number three, we've got new details on Attorney General Merrick Garland's speech on voting rights later today. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We spoke about the rift between Representative Ilan Omar, the Democrat from Minnesota, and some of the Jewish Democrats and other Democrats in the caucus over comments she has made about Israel and Hamas and Palestine. Things don't seem to be going in the right direction, though, right? I mean, there was a little bit of a back and forth, and it seems to me that this is going to continue to be an issue going into next week. That's exactly right, but I'm not going to get into the substance here. Let's leave the substance aside about Omar basically, um, in a lot of people's minds, seemed to equate America, Afghanistan, Israel, Hamas, and the Taliban. Let's leave that aside and not even get into that. But the split right now between House Democrats is profound. I mean, you have the leadership put out a statement suggesting that Omar had apologized for her remarks, not apologized, but had had clarified and she had clarified what she said. And then you had uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, um, Cori Bush, Betty McCollum, the the uh Dean of the delegation from Minnesota, Ayanna Presley, all come out against the leadership and, and base and take Omar's side. Now, there's no question that more people are on Pelosi's side and Hoyer's side than Omar's side. There's no question about that. So let's leave that aside. But the real problem for the Democratic leadership is these divides come at a terrible time because the leadership is going to have to try to pass a lot in the next couple months. And the and the squad, the so-called squad, Omar Tlaib, Presley, Cori Bush, AOC, I don't know who else is considered to be in the squad these days. I'm not... Not, not in our squad, Anna, but we're talking about the <laughs> congressional squad. Um, so they could stop anything if they want. We also we saw that a couple weeks ago when they almost took down a security supplemental spending bill. So anyway, I don't want to make too much of this, but these are problems. And I think the other part that is going to be important is as much as the divide continues and hard feelings and the willingness to speak out publicly against leadership, I think is notable. But it's also important to know Republicans who've obviously dealt with a lot of their own issues and internal fighting, which we have well documented over the last, you know, five months. In fact, I think we wrote a book that was largely about that. (laughs) (laughs) Even before that. So it is well documented. But I do think they look for House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to push hard on this Omar issue, they are going to want to try to take advantage of the infighting as much as possible, you know, potentially even, you know, trying to get a vote where where that would remove her from uh, the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which could put a lot of Democrats in a tough position and potentially not all stick with, you know, saying that she should stay on that panel. Yeah, there's no question McCarthy's going to try to go after this. Um, and I, I w- that that's going to be a tough vote if it comes to fruition. And I just want to mention one more quick thing before we move on to the next topic, which is Steve Reschetti, Shalonda Young, yep. two senior White House officials will brief House Democrats Tuesday on the American Jobs Plan, American Families Plan. We don't have to go too deep into this just for saying these are two very senior officials and they are um, uh, coming to the Capitol to brief Democrats on the 
key issue of the day. Anyway, moving on. And the first in-person meeting for House Democrats. So that's a big, it's a shift. We can tell there's a change in terms of the kind of COVID, coming out of COVID era on the Capitol Hill. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day, the newest infrastructure framework. We had this for premium subscribers uh, last night in the evening edition. But why don't you just lay it out? Because uh, while I think we are both fairly skeptical that this actually ends up, you know, moving the needle in terms of actually getting a deal, it is notable that they are coming out with paper with some more details. Yeah, so we're we call this group the Trying Ten. This is the ten Repub- five Republicans, five Democrats, led by Rob Portman and Kirsten Cinema. Um, and they've come up with a framework on infrastructure. Bravo! No one else has come up with a framework, even one party. So two parties is like a great deal. So congratulations to these folks. Uh, this is traditional physical infrastructure, no tax hikes, $579 billion in spending above the baseline, $974 billion over five years, $1.2 trillion when using the Biden administration formula of over eight years. So the question is, I, again, you and I have been clear about this. Make, spending money is easy. Uh, you know, I know that. You know that. How do they pay for it? Everyone says they have to pay for it. So how do they pay for it? Um they want to use unused COVID relief funds and infrastructure bank, public-private partnerships, and indexing the federal gas tax. The administration doesn't like any of that. I don't want to say any of that. They don't like unused COVID relief funds and indexing the federal gas tax. Those are the two big revenue raisers in here. So what do they do? I don't know. I mean, this is like, this is like we are a long way to go here. Uh, we're a long way from home, so to speak. And... Um, you know, I just I'm happy that people feel good about this and that they've come up with a with a solution that people are excited about. I just think there's a long way to go. Yeah, and I think the, the to put into context, I guess the reason why I think this is more, most interesting is I think you have really started to hear the drumbeat on the left of progressives to say, you know what, it is time to move on. Republicans are not acting in good faith. These negotiations, first with Shelley Moore Capito, have broken down, and now the there's all these different groups in the Senate that are trying to do something. You know, it's time to just Democrats go it alone. And I think as long as you start to see and continue to see progress like this, new details, conversations, it really pushes the Democrats go it alone approach down down the road a little bit. That's right. And, you know, next couple of weeks will be critical. Need to find a path forward. We're sitting here on June 11th with no path forward. And again, just we said this, I think, yesterday morning or something of that nature. June turns into July. July, there's the July 4th recess. Congress is gone all of August. Then we're in September and we have government funding and the debt ceiling. So we see, I see the infrastructure story really being a third or fourth quarter situation for um, Congress. But, you know, Again, got to get the show on the road, as they say. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the day. We've got new details in this morning's Punchbowl News AM newsletter about Attorney General Merrick Garland giving a policy address on voting rights at 2 p.m. at Maine Justice today, where he plans to announce steps the department is taking to secure and expand the right to vote for all Americans, including in states seeking to curb voter access, according to a DOJ official. This is a pretty big deal in terms of what DOJ is doing, particularly considering nothing is happening with S1 on Capitol Hill right now. 
yes, listen, this is very true. Um, the easiest way to get voting legislation through would be to blow up the filibuster. And blowing up the filibuster is, as we've said before, not going to happen, <laughs> um, at least right now, uh, and at least in the in, a, in the near future here. Um, so, you know, the administration, and we've seen this in every administration, the administration could take things into their own hands to a certain extent, and, and that's what, the, what we see them doing here. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Please follow us. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great Friday and weekend and stay safe. <laughs>